Greetings, readers. This is the Recap Book Chat. We are thrilled that you're with us because reading illuminates your life like a star. As J.R.R. Tolkien said, little by little, one travels far. And welcome to the Recap Book Chat. We are so glad that you are here. This is one that I'm excited to recap. It is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. And it was uh, first published in 1988. So I would have been, how old then? I would have been three, I guess, yes. when well, this just, first came I out. I just had down that it was 1993 in English. So I'm writing that down. What did you say? 19... 1988. Okay. Was when it was first, and that was in uh, Brazil or uh, Rio de Janeiro, mm-hmm. I think is where it first came out. So this is our first Brazilian author to go over too. Um, yes. So, and I loved it. I mean, I gave it a five stars. What did you give it? Me too. Five Same. Stars. Okay. Yeah. So, but I'll tell you what's shocking is that your brother Cam. Uh, had already read it like two years ago yeah that is shocking yeah very shocking we never said anything no so he, he's not one of those to uh, read and tell I guess. <laughs> so yeah uh, so what did you think when you finished it when I finished it I I wanted more you know I, it was such the, the way and it's not a it's not a heavy book. It's a very short read, and it actually only took him two weeks to write it. But I feel like there's just a lot of meat in there. And so when you leave, or at the end of the book, um, which he wraps everything up very nicely, but I was just like, man, I just wished it had kept going. I wanted it to keep going just because there's it's a really deep book. So well, see, I liked it that it ended, and I thought it was a n- nuggets of wisdom. And I thought it was like a little gift, but I would call this wisdom literature is what it would, you know, and I think mm-hmm. you can learn from this, like our, our previous uh, book that what a difference uh, momentum and depth of uh, this book. It, it was good to come out of the other one. But sure. what a, can I what give a, a little background on the author though? Yeah. Okay. I find that this is interesting and maybe this is why it, it, his his writing is deeper. So the Paulo Coelho is, he wanted to be a writer. Um, that was his dream, right? But when he was 17, so his parents wanted him to be a lawyer. They did not want him to be a writer. And at 17, they put him in a mental institution because he wanted to be a writer. He escaped. They put him back. He escaped. They put him back. He escaped. He put him back three times until he said, okay, I will do what you want. And then he went to school to become a lawyer and then he dropped out and then kind of ran away at 19 and kind of became a hippie. And this was all, you know, during that time period. And then he started writing songs and became a very well-known um, songwriter and was making a lot of money doing that. And then, so it, I think that this is around his late 30s is when he has a, fa- you know, he got married, he has a family, and then he's... Um, successful but he still feels unfulfilled he never followed his dream of being a writer and so 
he went oh, yeah, on this, so this is kind of like a memoir this is his story yeah. yeah and so but anyway he went on this pilgrimage to Santiago and um and along the way that he just had this epiphany uh of that you know what I need to I need to write I need to and so he left everything else his successful career behind and went and pursued writing full-time the alchemist was um no I think the pilgrimage I think well, now I'm confused. I don't know if this is a pilgrimage or something. The alchemist was his first. No, I think this, this was his first. Anyway, but he, and then it wasn't even that successful initially. So really? he, yeah. So the, the first publisher, it was like, didn't do very good. The publisher gave him back the rights to it. And then he, but he kept going. He found another publisher and then boom, it blew up. And then it was, and it's, I think I read that it is the, most translated and and widest read book of a living author so well i can believe that you know why i know that gibbs from ncis has read this book because in this book it says there's no such thing as coincidence and that's a gibbs quote Mm -hmm. from ncis i'm like oh well so he must have read this book so so oh and i forgot to mention he did have a stint in uh jail in prison because when he was a songwriter, some of the lyrics were, the government thought they were, what do you, I don't know what the word, anti-something. Um, anyway. Controversial. Huh? Yeah. So for political reasons, he was put in jail and tortured. And he said that was the worst time of his life. Um, so I think, come, I think he just had a lot of stuff to write from, you know. But let's so. go on to the book. About, okay. It's about a shepherd boy. Uh Santiago and he is um he he's old enough to shave so he's not really when it says boy you think of 12 but like a, a teenager he's shaving. yeah mm-hmm. and uh, one of my I like the one of the very early quotes that I wrote down if you start out by promising what you don't even have yet you'll lose your desire to work toward getting it Mm. Ooh, isn't mm-hmm. that good? So so good and so true. Yes. So along the way, he decides um, he's going to sell his sheep, and and he does. But he is amazing that he says he had not a cent in his pocket, but he had faith. So I mean, even though he had nothing, he still helped uh, a merchant set up his shop, and that merchant gave him a piece of candy, and then. He helps another one. I mean, so really when you have nothing, you still have goodwill toward men. You know, mm-hmm. you could still, and I, I just like that because um, somewhere in there when he's working for the, I think the crystal merchant, it said work cleanses the mind of negative thoughts. Oh, I'm going to use that one. That is perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. you know what I'm saying? When, it, mm-hmm. when kids say, I'm bored, you say, I, I can help oh, you. We I need to cleanse you your mind. <laughs> And I, I, I also liked the one when, when the, of course, he's in the desert a lot. And it said, uh, this was another quote I wrote down. In the desert, disobedience means death. Mm, yes. And I kind of, I remember being overly dramatic. I get that from my mom because she was uh, way, way dramatic. But when it was really scary, it's okay when you have one kid. But when you have two kids and you're having to get one out of the car seat, and you're in a parking lot, that was scary to me because I had heard, I, I'd had several people tell of uh, kids getting ran over in parking lots, you know. So I had that 
big talk with you guys saying, this is the most dangerous place on earth. <laughs> and so I told your brother, I said, you must hold on to my skirt while I get your sister out. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, the first time I took you, he ran off. I couldn't believe it, you know, in Walmart parking lot. So I had, I didn't even have you out of the car seat. I ran after him. He got a spanking. And I said, do you understand what I'm saying? You cannot run off. I can't chase you and get her and everything. I, but I was, when I saw this, I said, I should say in the parking lot, disobedience means death. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that could go through any kind of thing. Sometimes when kids always want to know why, 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 maybe you ought to tell them, you know, just tell them why. Not because I said so, you know, mm -hmm. tell them. Disobedience can mean death. Yes. Disobedience means death. <laughs> yeah. And, and another one with the desert was the desert is a capricious lady. And I mm. said, that's good too. It's unpredictable. You don't know what the desert's going to, you know, because it says the dunes are different, but the same. Those are, this is the same sand, but it's different. Yes. And I just, I love the stories too. I mean, you, you, you forgot to mention that Santiago, so he sells his sheep and he's traveling to go chase his dream. And right off the bat, he, all of his money gets stolen. So it's just like, and then I, I love that, that he just has so much grit. He keeps yeah. going, you know, and then he works for a year to build back what he had lost, you know. And really blesses the man that he works with. He blesses him. He does. And, and you know, because that guy's that guy flat out tells him, you know, because he's selling crystal and Santiago says, why don't we put tea in the crystal and serve it in the crystal? And he said, why, why would I do that? And then he tell, tells him flat out, I don't like change. And then the next morning, you know, he says, we have to do it. You know, he realizes that um, it, it would be a good thing. He said, um, all throughout the book, that was one time and another time and another time. He'll talk about mindset. So if you're struggling with mindset, this would be a really, really good read. Because uh, one, one point it says, I must have no fear of failure. It was my fear of failure that first kept me from attempting my master work. Mm. So it talks about your life legend, your master work and all that. But in here, you've got to choose. Are you going to be the victim? Like when he was robbed, he mm -hmm. was basically a victim, right? He was but a victim. Yeah. He, it, it said he realized that he had to choose between thinking of himself as the poor victim of a theft and as an adventurer in quest of his treasure. So he could be either one of those. I loved that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he chose the adventure. Yeah. And, and that's he, just part of his has, journey. And, you know, no, nothing happens in a vacuum. So he, oh, I found the quote, the seller of Crystal. He did not like change, but he said, sometimes there's just no way to hold back the river. <laughs> yes. I like <laughs> I could just hear him saying, oh, okay, we're going to do it. And of course, then it went, it, you know, here's a guy whose shop was really not doing that well. And, and then Santiago's ideas totally changed it. So, and in there for every teacher who, I mean, it, or every parent, it says everyone has his or her own way of learning things. Mm -hmm. And he said that to himself, you know, and I was just like, oh my goodness. It's, I mean, Another on and on, you know. Another good mindset quote to go back to his mindset. 
I, I highlighted that it wasn't a strange place. It was a new one. Oh, so and that changed it because at first he was like, this is a strange place. It was a different country. He didn't speak the language. He's like, this is strange and it feels scary. But when you just shift your mind, so it wasn't strange. It was a new, which is what he wanted. He wanted to travel and experience new places. So. And that is why it he goes gave to a mindset up, shift. Uh, he gave up doing the shepherd. He wanted to be a shepherd because he wanted to travel. But then, mm-hmm. he, and he was willing to give all that up and go on. I, this was one thing I loved because everybody wants to be enthusiastic. And it says, enthusiasm happens when things are accomplished with love and purpose. And, you know, that is so true. That's I mean, good. It doesn't matter what your job is if you can do it with love and purpose. I mean, you're sacking groceries. Hey, don't put the eggs on top, on the bottom. Don't. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. don't because there's no love in that. <laughs> love and purpose you've got to have that i mean and i go back to my one of my favorite movies secretariat there's a place in there where the the um guy that takes care of secretariat is is um giving him a bath you know he's washing him and and he's got music going and he's just and he is in the zone and he has love and he has purpose and the owner of secretariat's at her lowest time everybody's told her no they won't help and she looks out the window and she sees that and she's okay she said I don't care how many times they tell me no I mean it it re-energizes her so it really doesn't matter what you are if you have love and purpose I think it's catching Mm -hmm. for sure and did you like this one it says making decisions only the beginning of things like uh, diving into a strong current that will carry him to places he'd never dreamed of so making the decisions only the beginning then you do have to act on that decision and you have to keep like things will go wrong mm-hmm. and that you didn't just like him getting robbed he made the decision to leave on this adventure he wasn't expecting to get robbed you know but then you have to and, deal with that as it comes and the the camel driver here here's wisdom from the camel driver i don't live in either my past or my future i'm interested only in the present and it says if you can concentrate always on the present you will be a happy man and i'm thinking well the reason that's true because that's the only thing you can you have any control you you can't control the past and you can't really control the future but the present Mm -hmm. that's so true so tell tell us what an alchemist is i didn't know until i read this book well, I had to look it up, you know, and, and I asked your brother who'd read it a couple of years ago. And he said, well, the part I remember is, and, and he just dodged it. Uh, dodged it. He, re- <laughs> he remembered the desert and all the colorful tents and the oasis is the part he remembered. And he liked that part. But I, I mean, an alchemist, a real alchemist would be someone who is um, like using things in nature and doing all that but it also in this to me is intellectual person who uses the mind creatively that's kind of what i my own uh yes so and well uh, alchemy was is kind of the for uh, the beginning of a chemist so before there was chemistry and chemist there was alchemy and alchemist um which they branched off and kind of went different ways but um alchemy um 
one of the definitions I liked that I came across too was that an alchemist makes things better. And I felt like Santiago, he was that I felt like was him even before he realized that because um, just like in the crystal shop, he made that bet. And the guy knew that it was the boy. He knew the boy had made the place better. Mm-hmm. Um, his presence made the place better, his energy and everything. Um, and the boy knew he wasn't going to live there forever. He didn't want to work there forever, but for the time he was there, he made it better. And the boy that happened kind of everywhere he went. He, he made things better wherever he went. An alchemist, he asked finally. It's a man who understands nature and the world. If he wanted to, he could destroy this camp just with the force of the wind. So it's a man who, yeah, I think you're, who lives in the present and blesses people wherever he goes. But you, mm-hmm. you just kind of are at one with yourself and nature. Yes, yes. And one thing that I was talking to uh, Pam about, so at the end of mine, it says, what did you learn from this book? And sometimes I'm real quirky here and I just pick out something that's kind of funny. But camels are traitorous is what I learned. And I loved the way that he described that because he said, uh, first of all, you're thinking, how could a camel be traitorous? They belong in the desert. Mm-hmm. But he explains it that you're, they're walking along and you think they have tons of energy left and all, and all of a sudden they just drop dead. They die suddenly. And he said, and that's why the alchemist told the boy, we need to get horses because horses tire bit by bit. You always know how much you can ask of them. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because he said a, th- a camel will take a thousand steps and then drop dead. So. And, and at one point, they, this, I think that was the camel driver again, he says, you are in the desert, immerse yourself in the desert. Well, everyone could have used this, uh, you know, when everybody was, uh, if, if you're afraid to die, the camel driver said, to die tomorrow was no worse than dying any other day. <laughs> I mean, true. Isn't that true? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The desert I just felt like all- good perspective. Yeah. The desert tests all men. It challenges every step, kills those who become become distracted. So there's so many lessons in here, but uh, what was your, what did you learn? You know, I kind of learned, um, I kind of, it tied back to wizard for me uh, that, you know, what's, what's the last thing that she says? If, if, if I ever go looking for happiness, I know not to go any further than my own backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I thought that that was interesting uh, because Santiago ends up in back uh, in his uh, own backyard. Yeah, I won't say anything, it. but I'm yeah. just saying he, he ends up back there. And so I'm like, which, you know, part of the adventure is, and the learning along the way is priceless. But I'm like, it is interesting that sometimes we think what we need is so far away when a lot of times it's right in front of us. So, um. I thought that there, but again, there's so many, there's a, I think being with nature too, being one with nature, I think that's more important than we let on. And I I like how he connected it. He's, he's said something about, um, everything, uh, I can't remember how he said it, but every, basically everything is in the grain of sand. Uh, basically saying we're all kind of made of the same stuff, everything in the world, everything is made of the same stuff made by the same hand. And so we are all connected, even to a piece of sand. 
And so I just found that very interesting. He's He was very grounded. And I feel like there's a lot of peace that comes with knowing things like that. With like, you know, where you're from, where you're going, how are we all connected? And your identity. It's your yes, identity. Your yeah. identity. There was another one that said, alchemists show when we strive to become better than we are, everything around us becomes better too. Yes. I loved that. I mean, and this I think, is a, what if, this what, is if your... we, what if everyone took hold of that yeah. instead of, instead of I'm going to scream about this political guy or that political girl or whatever, why not? If we just all said, I'm going to, I'm going to improve me. And then that's going to automatically improve everything around you. And you know, what would happen if we all just decided instead of pointing fingers, I'm going to improve me. What would happen, you know? Well, you know, really, if you do you and do it well, that's going to keep you busy. Yeah. You won't have time to attack others and riot and all that kind of stuff. You just simply will not have time. And And it'll uh, make your world better. Yeah. And everyone else's. And your life better. I'm thinking um, in one part, he said, never let fear define us. Because in the story, uh, Santiago does, he falls in love with Fatima in the desert. And Fatima is well grounded because she's like, he knows, she knows he needs to do his uh, personal legend. And she, she knows that. And, uh, but he doesn't want to leave because he found Fatima. But then the alchemist, what will happen if he doesn't leave her? And, and he goes and kind of, tells him well you know you'll you'll always wonder and now that you've said his life uh his parents wouldn't let him go you know i mean he wasn't asking for something uh totally out of the world he just wanted to be a writer but they didn't want that and and here fatima is freely giving santiago her permission to go because love does not confine you it yes she has faith in him that it will be okay. She said, I'll be waiting for you. I will, women of the desert wait. That's what she said. <laughs> I just like, I mean, she was res- resolute, man. Yes. She was just like, un- you know, she, she was going to wait for him. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was, woo. all people who are happy have God within them. And uh, so I'm, I'm thinking it, it was pretty solid. I mean, she was just content and uh, because confident very confident and and i love that about the love not you know that's like what true love is and stuff and i think i wonder if he wrote that for his wife because he's you know he's i think 70 80s now and he's still married to the same lady and um so i wonder if that was i wonder if that's his real life wife because i heard him talking too on an interview and he was just saying because he had some kind of heart um surgery and he said you know if i die if I died today, you know, I've had a, you know, I've been, I've had the love of a wonderful woman and all of this and he was fine with it. So, um, and at one point, this was interesting too. Okay. At one point it said, um, the, another camel driver quote, which I like, don't be impatient, eat when it's time to eat and move along when it's time to move along. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. I like the mm-hmm. plain one. Tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than suffering itself. Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. That is so good. 
and it's so true that is so true yeah so to, you to know, fear worry, to fear suffering yeah what does worry accomplish nothing I also like to quote from the alchemist because I, because they're in a Muslim country, um, and I didn't know. I guess the wine prohibited at this time. I don't know if it still is or not. But and the boy's from Spain, so he likes wine, but he hasn't had it while he's in the Muslim country. And uh, but the, the alchemist has some and gives some to him, and he said, uh, "It's not, or it's not prohibited here." And uh, the alchemist says, "It's not what enters men's mouths is evil." Um, said the alchemist it's what's come it what it's what comes out of their mouth that is so Which i thought that was the good bible mm-hmm. yeah that's a connection a lot of you seeing something from the bible because that's what jesus said uh when they were talking about eating with unwashed hands oh there's a ton of connections for the bible there's even a character from the bible melchizedek mm-hmm. uh who they call him the king of salem which salem was an old term for jerusalem Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a whole interesting thing on uh, a, a cool connection from the Bible as well, and uh, and a lot of people I've seen some things people have problems with because uh, the alchemists they talk about a philosopher's stone, and that was something to deal with uh, um, being immortal, kind of the elixir of life, and things like that, and. Um, so, but when you have... think about when you think about going to heaven, you are immortal. We're all going to live for etern- eternity. Everybody. Yes. You just get so. to choose. Like I have a little boy named Aiden in my class, and he said, "We're all going to live forever, but we get to pick the location." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's by an eight-year-old. So, there you go. So the philosopher's stone, which I didn't realize this, but um, I. I because I didn't have a, a ground a, a what do you call it a, background. a syntax background oh. for it um but was in Harry Potter the first book Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in other countries only in America is it called the Sorcerer's Stone in other countries it's called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone but they thought Americans wouldn't know the background of a Philosopher's Stone and so I'm like well that's very interesting and so in the Harry Potter books there it, it talks about an alchemist who made the philosopher's stone and anyway and that's and voldemort is trying to get it this philosopher's stone so and, and it, they end up destroying it at the end of the book so that voldemort can't get it um because he was wanting to use it to i, I don't think he had a body at that time and all this and they they didn't want him to get a hold of it but um, I was like, that's interesting. Well, I, and, and there was a little bit of humor. I mean, it's pretty, it's a, it's a wisdom literature, not a lot of humor, but I thought this was kind of funny because there's one point when, uh, the, there's a battle in the desert and the alchemist and the boy are captured and the alchemist, um, says that the boy can change himself into wind and if, if he does that, will they free him and all that? Well, the boy, you know, he's pretty upset by that because he can't do it he says you know but um and he and he said and you're gonna and the boy's talking to the alchemist and he said well you know you, they're gonna kill you too and he said oh i can change myself into wind <laughs> <laughs> i just thought that was funny and yeah. then he said something and i didn't write that down but it's like when when your life is on the line you try harder mm. and and it, and the boy did try harder but 
I mean, he, he like, and he has his gold again. Every time he collects some money, you pretty much know he's going to lose it because he keeps, that's kind of a pattern. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the most. Quotes. You know, it says if something happens once, it will not happen again. If something happens twice, again. Yeah, I, I thought that was oh. interesting. A good quote. I think that was my most probably memorable scene. What about you? The wind changing. Yeah, that's what I wrote down. I wrote mm-hmm. that too. Um, I mean, wow. Yeah. And in that, uh, the alchemist quote, he says, when you possess great treasures within you, seldom are you believed when you try to tell others. And I thought that was mm-hmm. interesting. You know, like you try to talk to someone about God or something that's real important. People don't believe you sometimes. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's normal, mm-hmm. you know, and even Jesus, when he was in his hometown, a prophet is without honor in his hometown. That's so, true. Yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking, here's this boy. I mean, the alchemist knows there was actually a man that was searching for the alchemist and he thought he was the replacement. Mm hmm. But it wasn't. It was the boy. Which was I didn't I didn't catch that at first. I was like, I still thought the Englishman was the was you know Oh but, I, I knew it was the boy because he's the main character, but I know it took me a while, it took me a while to catch on. There's also a, a quote that's personal legend is is basically a dream, but um it says life attracts life. And uh, yeah, like you were talking about Harry Potter's stone and everything. One word in here that I didn't like for a while, and I realized it was my preconceived notions, was the word omen. Because mm-hmm. I kind of thought that, and Cam, and I talked to your brother about that, and Cam said, I know why you have that preconceived notion, because when you were growing up, you probably went to that show, The Omen, the movie, and it was a bad omen. But omens can be good. It's just a sign. And I said, yeah, I know, but it's funny how you can have a, like a barrier there where you're mm-hmm. you've been it's your background and it is your background yes there's certain words that are considered taboo yeah but and then so and the bad thing about that is usually uh when you see something taboo you just run away from it instead of researching it so kudos to you for not running away from it even though it made you feel uncomfortable yeah well i was just like oh Oh, there it is again oh, and then I look it up but you know I kind of like looking yeah another good quote is uh, if um, God if God leads the sheep so well he will also lead a man oh I like so. that one we have different quotes too mm-hmm. and that's good that you have but I, I filled up you know how I write the page number of the quote on the cover my cover and it even has a flap. All of it's filled. <laughs> I mean, totally. I I love that we read. Uh, what was the John Steinbeck book? Uh, East of Eden, because that one quote about the boy, he's mm-hmm. about his the uh, Samuel and his son. He's like Samuel could just you know read a book on top and be on top of it, but his son he reads a book. He comes up with book all over his face, and I'm like, I think of you every time. I'm like. You you come up and you have a book all over your face. So I love it, though. Well, I mean, but you got the background and all that. So, And I loved, uh, on 106, it says that you must speak truth. And it says listeners must decide if they're going to believe you or not. Mm. But I thought that was powerful. Yeah, that is powerful. 
Oh, here's another good quote. Today, I understand something I didn't see before. Every blessing ignored becomes a curse. Ooh, that is good. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's powerful. And yeah, how many times do we ignore blessings? So, well, it, I, I, on 103, it says the future belongs to God. If you pay attention to the present, you can improve upon it. So, yeah, I'm not that you don't want to pay attention to the future, but you've got to live in the present to improve the future. Yes, I agree. And somewhere in here, there's an undercurrent. He mentions it more than one time, but it was like how men uh, reject the simple things. So, and I think yes. that's what an alchemist, an alchemist is dealing with the basic things that God made. You know, we're dealing with mm-hmm. lead, we're dealing with sand, we're dealing with all that. And um, I'm just thinking, uh, the more complicated it gets, probably the, the more complicated our lives get. You know, I think they they made a point in there to say that that men like to complicate things to kind of puff themselves up and make it seem like it's harder than it is. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the Englishman at one point kind of looked down on Santiago. He's like, you have like this propensity to simplify everything. Like, why are you simplifying it? This is complex. Um, So I like that. I like that, too. So and that's a wrap on The Alchemist. If you haven't read it, we highly recommend it. And we'll see you on the next one.